Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Faster Mai, it's Sarah Hendy here and I'll be with you until just before six o'clock. We've got a show packed full of local composers this week with the Isle of Man Freethinkers and Jeff Garland is here to tell us about the Isle of Man Poetry Society's National Poetry Day celebrations. can't stay for the whole show this evening we do upload each program as a podcast every week so you can stream download or subscribe to that at manxradio.com Stuart Hartill of the Isle of Man Freethinkers had a bit of a brainwave not so very long ago to refresh and open up our Remembrance Sunday traditions and invite the island's musical community to contribute it actually goes back to something else as he as everybody knows, last year was uh, 100 years since the end of the First World War. Um, and I know there's been lots of conversations on things like, um, you know, should Armistice Day and Remembrance Sunday carry on? Or is it sort of um, all, all, all out of date now? Um, and we don't take a position on that so much. But what did interest us was that when you actually look at the um, history of the warfare in the 20th century, what, what you notice is that as the years have gone past, the military or the percentage of the military ca- casualties has gone down and down, but the civilian casualties are going up and up and up. And, you know, 21st century warfare especially, um, they're almost exclusively civilian casualties. Plus then you start to think about things like, you know, the refugees, the emergency workers, all these kinds of groups of people. And we were thinking, well, there's never been a ceremony that actually commemorates those people. Uh, so we, we just thought we'd give it a go. And last year we, we, we sort of did something. It was very, very small scale. Um, and it was surprisingly powerful. But we were sort of thinking about, well, where do you go from here? And one of the things that I thought was missing with the little ceremony that we did was obviously we were using sort of recorded music and things like that and um, I was thinking what we really need is um, music that it's firstly it's it should be live um, so that you get the immediate effect of that but also it, it needs to be something that's you know local specifically Manx and I wonder if people would like to try it luckily we'd had quite a large legacy which um, would enable us to sort of try out sort of new new projects and we thought we'd, we'd devote a little bit of money from this to a competition uh, specifically we needed a short piece of music that would go just in the point of the ceremony before the sort of two minute silence that something that would sort of focus people's thoughts on that and one of the other things that we wanted was that as the years go past we'd like to be able to sort of invite different people to come along and play the music so we needed something that was simple and direct but also something that was fairly practical so that say school groups could come in and do it um or you know uh, a string quartet one year maybe a brass a brass group another be able to sort of put it out to different groups of people so we approached the arts council and culture vannon and said you know what do you think could you just publicize this for us and they thought they thought it was a great idea and obviously we also wanted to get in younger people so 
we thought, right, we'll have a special prize for the uh, best young entrant for under 21s. I'm actually the son of a composer, as it happens. So one of the things that strikes me is, you know, um, if you're sort of 17, 18, uh, these days you're encouraged to go and do practical things at university. Um, you know, who who would actually encourage you to be a composer or something like that? But there must be kids out there that want to do stuff like that. So, you know, let's, let's just sort of give them a, um, a once-in-a-lifetime chance, if you like, but just something that might get them the, the first steps on the ladder. Um, so uh, we, we put out the uh, invitation back in about February, March this year, and we asked for entries to be in by the end of June. And so um, we... You know, as the weeks went past, I'd had sort of a few inquiries from people saying, well, I'm quite interested in this. Um, but, you know, the thing I'm thinking of doesn't quite fit the format. Um, would it still be accepted? So I'm, I'm sort of, as, as, the, as these conversations are going on, I'm sort of thinking, well, it would be nice to actually see the full range of what people could actually do if they if they got this, this one chance to go for it. So, uh, you know, just, uh, so I was just basically telling people well send it in you know because we're only just setting up this ceremony now it might be that you send something in that um, makes us completely want to change direction gives us ideas that we've never thought of before just go for it you know and, and do it so um you know it was getting up close to the uh the the final date and i'd had sort of two or three entries in and i was thinking mm, right okay that's that's not that's not bad you know if um I know there's all the people out there. Um, is it going to just be one of those, you know, sort of typical Manx things? And it literally was. Um, we'd set 30th, 30, uh, Sunday 30th of June as the absolute final date. Uh, Saturday, I was having people knocking on my door with CDs. And Sunday night, um, I literally had the entry. As it happens, it was actually the winning entry. Um, arrived just as I was going to bed Sunday night <laughs> it must have been you know somewhere around back oh getting off for 10 at 10 at night I just sort of get this tap on the door and there's somebody with a um am I, am I too late you know no no it's okay I'll I'll, I'll take it um and yet that, and as, as it happens you know it's a good job because it was the winning entry <laughs> um when, when it came down to it it's clear that this has really inspired our our local creatives, um, mm. and the I mean the the variety. I'm lucky enough to have been able to listen to mm. some of the entries. It's such a range of different kinds of music. People have taken this this one theme, this one sort of idea, yeah. and run in so many different directions with it. It's quite incredible.
they've sent in sort of, um, you know, uh, letters saying the things that they were thinking about as, as they were doing it. Um, and it, it, it is it's quite interesting how, how it really did, did seem to have taken people's imagination. And you, you sort of, um, a friend of mine years ago with projects like this, she also used to say, she used to sort of invo- um, carry out these sort of really wild and wacky arts projects back in Liverpool. And she always said, you know, it's a bit like you throw a pebble into a pond and you just see what happens and you you really have no clue what's going to happen. And it just did seem to really ripple out this one. It, it, it's lovely. I've, I've, you know, I've had the time of my life with it. The music is so very moving. Um, the the winning piece, what was it about the winning piece which um, which spoke to you the most and the and your fellow judges? When you set up something like this, you... you you sort of think, you know, am I, are we going to get something that's sort of completely right out of left field or, you know, are, are we going to get something which is even in the zone, really? And it just, it just, there was just something about it that was so simple. Um, and it, you know, as a piece of music, it was moving. But what was also great about it was it, it really ticked all the boxes, like... Um, I could imagine a school group being able to play that, you know, and it, and they'd be able to play, they'd be able to give quite a powerful performance, if, you know, if they put their minds to it. And it was, um, we thought, yeah, that's it. That that's just it's the one, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and another which really um, caught my ear, as it were, um, young Frank Jockin's pieces he submitted two pieces and the mm. first piece he submitted in particular really caught me he's the son of Grania Jockin and Jamie yeah. Jockin so he's from a very um, musical family and you can you can see he's a very talented young man for a 10 year old to respond to this theme which is such a such a a, a big concept and mm. produce something which is so um so fitting and so moving is really quite amazing yeah i i i love that one you know i've got to admit um Gronier had sort of contacted me and said well you know is there an age limit on this and i thought well i i think we were sort of thinking possibly secondary school kids would be up for it um but no why why do you ask and she said well my son's 10 and he'd uh, he'd like to put a piece in and i just thought wow mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, um, just do it. I've, you know, I've got to, I've got to hear this. I've got, I've got to see it. And you know, when it came in, what, what was lovely was it really did. It, it was up to that sort of standard. And it, you know, he was a serious contender. I've got to tell you, mm-hmm. um, the, there were a couple of the judges that were sort of, they put it close to the winning entry. They said, well, you know, there's two or three in it, and Frank's is one of them, um, and that was before they realised he was 10, because I was trying to do it as uh, in as blind a way as possible so that people really didn't know who the music was coming from. So that all they knew was, you know, this is a piece of music from a local composer. Just blew us away.
what's next? You've got the the ceremony coming up on the eleventh of November, and this winning piece will be will be used as part of the ceremony, as you said earlier. Uh, yeah, there, there's actually two parts to the competition because what we want, what we really thought we needed was um, pieces that could be used throughout the ceremony. So what we thought we'd do was use this sort of the meant competition if you like as a as a kind of a test piece where people could also send along their ideas and sketches for other pieces as well so um david and malcolm um did actually put in ideas for that as well and and they did seem very sound and just obviously on on the standard of the winning piece as well we knew that we uh we, we'd be going with people who could do the job so they're going to be putting in um, two or three other pieces as we had to judge the uh, competition so late we thought it probably wouldn't be fair to expect them to come up with the whole thing for this November which is when the ceremony will be so we're going to give them a year to sort of go away and work on the full suite and people will be able to hear the full suite at the 2020 ceremony this year we're going to use um, the winners the overall winner um, will be the sort of thing that comes before the two minute silence um, but we've also got the under 21 winner which is Owen Williams who um, local folkies will also know uh, plays with um, Mira, uh, Mira Royal the Mira Royal trio yes oh, yeah. and Scran among yeah other but again groups. you know this this is somebody who's I mean he broke off basically uh, took a took a break in the middle of his A-levels to write something you know um, I, I was quite worried that um people of that age wouldn't wouldn't have the time to do it but um he, he put something in and it was yeah very serious piece so we we're going to he won the under 21 prize and obviously because frank was so young um we just had to give a special prize for that so um we, we're going to have all three of the prize winners we hope um along at the ceremony to put uh, to play pieces at various points um and then we'll see how it goes from there really i suppose
The Freethinkers Remembrance Service takes place at the Villa Marina and everyone is welcome to attend. For more information, head to the group's website, which is iomfreethinkers.org. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Only last week, we spoke to the Isle of Man Poetry Society's chair, Bethany Lee Runciman, about the poetry trail, which we can enjoy around the centre of Douglas. Well, Jeff Garland is here to tell us more about how the Society will be celebrating National Poetry Day this year. National Poetry Day has been going for about 25 years throughout the British Isles and maybe in other countries as well. And it's an opportunity for people interested in poetry who enjoy poetry, who don't have to write it necessarily themselves, uh, to get together to share their common thoughts and enjoyment and feelings about poetry and what poetry can do for people. The island is a beautiful place. I've um, only been here about um, 20 years, I'm afraid. I'm a, a, a brought over. My, my wife is Manx, and I got an honorary membership, I suppose. And um, it's a great place, and um, lots of people are writing poetry. I edited... Um, a um, collection of poems called This Island Now, several years ago. And I was rather sorry I volunteered to do the job because we got in 7,000 poems sent in from members of the public and I read them all and collected about 20 or 30 uh, for the um, book. Uh, So there's poetry all over the place, everywhere, yeah. And how are you hoping that we'll celebrate this year's National Poetry Day here on the Isle of Man? Well, Jan McCartney, who's the borough librarian, and her team are very good indeed, and they will um, uh, help uh, us with an event, which is National Poetry Day, which is the October the 3rd, and uh, it's the theme this year is truth. Interesting theme for poems. And they only can accommodate about 40 people at the library, the Henry Bloom Noble Library in in Duke Street in Douglas. But um, uh, we hope uh, people will be interested and will come along, not necessarily poets or members of the Poetry Society, just people who are interested in poetry and want to to have a pleasant evening. It opens up at 7 and it finishes at 9. There's an interval for refreshments provided free and admission is free too, so there's no uh, pressure. But if people want to um, uh, come or want to express interest, um, the Henry Bloom Noble Library, I think 696-461, the journal one and her team will be pleased to welcome you and uh, perhaps book a place for you, should you so wish. I feel as though um, maybe over the last of ten years or so, we've we've poetry has evolved so very much. What is poetry to you nowadays? Because I think we might associate poetry with the kind of poems we were taught at school and instructed to recite and things, but now it it can be so much more than that. That's right. Um, poetry can be um, intuition and um, insight and realizing what. Um, goes on and people themselves speak poetry sometimes you know so I was at the chemist waiting for my prescription and um, a couple of guys were sitting there and the only chairs available in the waiting room 
and we're talking about being veterans, veterans of the war. And a very smart uh, lady, beautifully dressed, uh, walked up to them and said, I'm a veteran too. You? He said. Yes, Manx Land Army. Uh, in those days, she said, we, um, we, we, we kissed the earth. And that was a lovely line for a poem. We kissed the earth and the guys uh, went away in a rather grumpy sort of way. But she had spoken up. And there's so many instances of that all over the place that one can see. Life is poetry, for me anyway. Life is poetry. What a beautiful line. That's it from me for now, but I'll be back next Wednesday at half past five. So until then, have a lovely creative week. Slen you. <laughs>